You are listening to Black Man in the Right World. Hey everybody, this is Mike. This is Grant, and today we're talking about post-racism. Do we live in a post-racial society? What's the alternative to post-racial thinking? And what does it mean to be anti-racist? Ooh, ooh, not racist? Hell no, there's a whole lot more than that. So, it's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life. Is Without that... Donald Trump. I think we're singing two different songs. <laughs> Are we? I think so. I was singing like the Nina Simone. like. Yeah, that's Michael what I was Bublé. singing. Okay, you know it's a lot of covers, so maybe we were singing two different well, covers. Well, I was singing probably a cover of the Nina Simone. Yeah, um, feeling good. Yeah. But it's been a while since we've done this, a week. and I know, a lot first... has happened in a week. We changed right? administrations. Right? Donald Trump lost his job. Sorry. And they had to airlift him out of there. (laughs) They had to roll his ass out of there. Yeah. Uh, Now they they called the Ghostbusters. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. The Ghostbusters, they've done this before when this big ass is storming through New York City. (laughs) Bill Murray just rolls up and. What's that? Uh, that was like the Ghostbuster like hose, like the vacuum hose that they used to get oh. rid of the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been a while since we've done this. But we, What's happened? Uh, well, th- this new story that I just came upon today like took me back because there, while it shouldn't be any focus on race, and, you know, people always say, like, you need to look outside of that. I'm sorry. That's the way I do shit. I see black. I see white. I see some situations because our, you know, our society is fucked up, and that's how it's driven by, by segregation and separation and, and you know, whatever divisiveness. Contrary to certain people's beliefs, there are historical documents that back that up. Yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> a, it's a thing. But anyway, Laws, so <laughs> the way that people were treated, you know. Exactly. Yeah. There's everything in the in the face of the earth is designed to fuck somebody over or benefit someone. Yep. Uh so reading this news story about offensive lineman Chad Wheeler um for the Seattle Seahawks, which is a team I really don't fuck with to begin with. So that's I mean, I'm not a football fan, but What sport is this? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but so he's uh he like basically choked and attempted to murder his girlfriend or whatever. Oh my god! Like choked her so bad that she was like out, unconscious, like on the bed. And then when she came to and walked to the bathroom, or whatever, and like you know, trying to take care of herself and get the fuck up out of there, he was shocked that she was still alive. Wow. And she said that when she when she saw him, he was just eating his food and drinking his Slurpee. Okay, you know what's so messed up about this? I just watched El Camino last night, and no spoiler, but that is straight up psychopath behavior that someone wrote, like a fictional character that does the exact same thing. Every time you see those movies where the characters are like crazy killers or something like that, they're always like eating like raisins or something. (laughs) Yeah, going about their business, slurping noodles or something, snacking and shit. Okay, so so we know we know that. Yeah. Uh, So this is crazy because she's a black woman, he's a white man. Mm. All right. Okay, I had I have to check myself here because you know you hear these stories about domestic abuse in the NFL. People always put like a race thing to it, like oh, it's you know it's like a certain type of person that does it. 
Well, guess what? Maybe it's toxic masculinity. Yeah, doesn't matter what what you know ethnicity the yeah, person is. Those things can contribute and and and, and amplify it. But it's at the end of the day, it comes from this crazy amount of wealth and to- toxic masculinity. Yeah. So and also like the culture of people who are you know really into football, they fall into that hyper-masculine kind of, like, role, if I'm stereotyping Apparently people. Apparently, he did this because she would not go down on him. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they need, they, need to, they need to not throw his ass underneath the jail. They need to literally... I don't... Where, where is deeper than underneath the jail? Like, um, that's a journey to the center of the earth? Like yeah, lava? they need to put this motherfucker in the core of the earth. <laughs> But anyway, wow. so he he did all of this, whatever. So clearly this is a point blank period, a problem, right? Yeah. But of course, our society is so fucked up. So I'm reading news stories and stuff like that. And the language that is being used, you can clearly be like, that's how you know it's a white guy that did it. Because, like what? Like what do they say? They're already, you know, they're talking about, oh, he had bipolar disorder or he. Oh, already making excuses for him? Yeah, excuses. And I'm like, I don't give a don't put that on people has. with bipolar, first yeah, of all. Yeah, don't put that on them. I was like, that's don't do that. Because I was like, people with bipolar disorder do not choke people out and then eat, drink Slurpees or, uh, when they uh, think that they're dead. That, again, that's psychopath territory. Yeah. That is someone who is not all there functioning. I hate that. I feel like our society does that a lot. Like, movies and stuff would be like, oh, this serial killer is not actually a man or not actually a woman. It's a man. So transgender people are serial killers. And then everyone yeah. fucking believes that shit. They tie... They tie psychosis with, with like murderous tendencies to other other things that people are dealing with other identities and that's yeah. not fair no chad wheeler did i don't give a your your mental health is not the reason why i did this you did this because you are not you are not a good person i'm sorry that's just point blank period what it is it does not there's no way to looking at it but the thing that makes me upset is that because like yes there are black men in the nfl that have also done some very foul shit but people just there was no no one really coming to their defense they were just done but this one, I was like, you know, I had to get on Twitter and go in there and start seeing somebody's comments and shit. Were people defending pe- him? People were like, well, we shouldn't like, they're like, everyone deserves a second chance. And I'm like, second chance? R- no. I'm no. like, how dare? Like, not right now. First of all, black even if you believe that, not right now. Right now is the time. First is justice. Then comes recovery and no, reconciliation. No, I, he doesn't deserve a second chance. I'm sorry. You y'all made this bed and you gonna motherfucking sleep in this bitch. Like black people are getting killed over fucking fake twenty dollar bills and sleeping in their bed, and you had an audacity to tell me that he deserves a second chance. Yeah, after he was, choking like, surprised. someone to death, but they survived. Oh, y'all he was be, surprised about it. That's horrible. I'm not surprised, but like it's just that's very foul. And I know it's not everybody. I know it's a very small group, and there's what twenty. What is the number? Thirty million. Well, how 60 million? How many people support Trump? Oh, um, <laughs> 70 million, yeah, like so, 20 something percent of the United whatever States. the percentage is. Yeah. There's, I know there's a bunch of people that are off a little bit right now, so like, I there's always gonna be some comments that I'm not gonna like on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, sure, but just just reading this story, I, I you, you would expect like a point blank, like everybody's like, this is bad, no, yeah, but cancel this dude, put him in a box, goodbye. People still defending him, and then also they bring up the mental, they always bring up mental health when it's you guys. When it's a white guy that does yeah. something bad, it's like, yeah, but his mom and dad didn't play with them that much as a child. That's why he killed uh, 60 kids in his high school. And it's like, what? Hell no. Uh-uh. Yeah. My well, mom used to slap me just because I looked weird. And <laughs> <what>? <laughs> like, 
let me let me explain. Is this hyperbole or is this let, real? I mean, this is hyperbole. Okay. But like what I'm saying, basically, being a black kid, like if you rolled your eyes, you would get cussed the fuck out and get a whooping, basically. Yeah. So the I ain't I didn't go around, you know, fucking people up because of that. Yeah. So you mean to tell me just because your mommy and daddy didn't like hug you enough, like you went, you, that means to go around and shoot people up and kill people? No. It sounds you, like he thinks that he's entitled to whatever sexual favor he's asking for, and then mm-hmm. he can, you know, kill someone over it. Let's, That's it, the entitlement that I hear. This is That's his, not anything other than that and something being wrong with you on a human level, I mean, regardless you're, of you're whatever he's pres- struggling with. Right. It, yeah, this is you're right on the it's entitlement. It is. Uh like look at one of his apologies or he posted on Twitter, he apologized on Twitter. This is not something that you apologize on Twitter for. This is not something you'd be like, my bad. Like you attempted to murder somebody. Yeah, you apologize to the family after you've been sentenced. That's yeah. when you usually no, you apologize. You go to court. That's your apology. Yeah. Is going to prison and yeah. doing your time. Uh, so he's like, I apologize profusely for the turmoil that I have caused to my family, teammates, fans, uh, and those closest to me. The most important thing right now is that Aaliyah, that's the woman, gets the care she needs and I get help. Both are happening. Uh-uh. You don't get help yet. You get help after the fact. You go on, you go on to jail. Like, yeah. that's, this is, why do we, this is so unfair. This is what I'm, this is what we're talking about. Is that I have to be afraid that if I dress the wrong way, I can be assumed to be a criminal and killed. And then you got motherfuckers over here choking people to death and drinking Slurpees over their dead, over their supposed assumed dead body. And then they got they get to be like, I'm sorry, like I'm not well. Uh, give me a second chance, everyone. Uh, we all need to just take some time to pray. What? And a little subsection of Twitter comes to his defense. Yeah. Don't you think Tamir Rice, who was minding his own business, little 12-year-old 12 year, 12 boy, 12-year-old boy, a 12-year-old boy, was, who, don't you think he wanted to be able to say that after the fact? And yeah. be like, oh, I'm so sorry, officers, for you guys assuming that I had a real gun. Absolutely. Um, I was just playing. I didn't know. I'm only 12 years old. Don't you think he would love to do that? But, oh, no, he got killed because a bunch of cops, pussy ass, shot him and killed. Like, see, this is, that's the kind of stuff that gets me so riled up. And it's like, there's such a... It's crazy that we're still dealing with these kinds of situations, but everybody is kind of like rejoicing and like throwing a huge big party because Joe Biden is president now and Donald Trump's not. Well, we got rid of the big racist boogeyman in the White House. Well, Doesn't that mean that racism's over? No. <laughs> White people, we tried, Mike. No. We tried. We, we got rid of it. We exercised the ghost. Uh-uh. We sent Bill Murray in there to take him out. Isn't, isn't it done? Nope. Aren't we back to post-racist uh, America now? Not a, not even a little bit. Like the boogeyman literally moved from the bed to the closet. Oh. Like that's all. We didn't kill him. We didn't get rid of it. We just moved it to another spot. We just keep stuffing that motherfucker in different nooks and crannies and trying to act like he ain't there. But I'm like, he in the room still. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this ain't he ain't gone. Not yeah yeah. Not not to stereotype, but I feel like black people always know in horror movies. They're always like, don't go in there. <laughs> literally, that's black people in horror movies or black people in. Real life. Yeah, you know, because you're like, this is not safe for you. You need not to leave. Safe. Don't go in there. And then they're like, we should call the police. No, don't call him either because they ain't going to do nothing. The cop going to walk in here, ask some crazy questions, mm-hmm. and poke his head around and get his head chopped off like everybody else because he, he he's not ready. He's not equipped to do this. He's just a normal fucking human being like us. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. But, so basically that's our topic is post-racial America because... 
there is a belief, you know, this happened this happened once before when Barack Obama won the presidency, mm-hmm. that everyone was like, oh, well, we're good now. Like, it's not as bad as it used to be. Things are better. America's great again. We have a black president. Everything's great. Yeah. Mm, well. <laughs> so <laughs> is, is post-racism an actual, it's an actual thing, right? It's a term that people use. It's not, yeah. It's actually, it, it's not something that is new. Like this is this happens way back. So I I, Did, I wonder if well not I mean you you've got something pulled up, but just to spitball for a second, I wonder if people thought, oh, once we ended slavery, we're post racism, or oh, once we ended Jim Crow, we're post racism. Yeah, I could see white people being like, well, we got rid of that one really bad thing, so now we're good, right? Yeah, I'm just like I'm getting heated just thinking about this. Okay, sorry. <laughs> please please tell me. I'm your... like it's your fault, Grant. Um, <laughs> So the first thing is one of the earliest uses of the term. This is not my words, by the way. This is some shit I pulled. So I'm not that fucking educated. Ain't no bitch gonna write no shit like this. Um, one of the I feel early- like you're selling yourself short, but okay, let's go. I know it, it would sound a lot better if I wrote it. One of the earliest uses of the term post-racial to describe the United States was in October 5th, 1971. So mm. that's how long ago. Yeah, uh, when they were saying this shit, and we know 1971, the audacity. Yeah, like then Martin Luther King and Malcolm X just yeah. get shot. And you oh, gotta, maybe they mean post racism because the guys that were talking about racism all the time got shot. Yeah, you go, you just assassinated the people that were against it. Yeah, against racism. So now it's I, over because there's no mouthpiece talking about it. Okay, y'all sorry, are can, bold, man. Y'all, are, <laughs> man, why you were bold? We try to pull the pull to, the wool over everyone's eyes. I guess they have some energy that yeah. I do not understand. I cannot figure. It's that out. white guy energy we talked about this ago. It's not ago. good. It's not. It's dangerous. Um, but basically. It says like 70 some politicians, professors believed uh, their region of 60 million citizens has entered an era which race relations are soon to be replaced as a major concern. So this is this is like scholars and stuff at this time. We're basically saying that issues are different. And it's like, yeah, maybe we're not lynching people off of like assumptions anymore. Mm hmm. As often. <laughs> so, like, I guess where they can see that yeah. happen. But. It's so interesting, too, that 1971, they said that race, uh, racism is kind of in it. It's a post-racial society. And then we have the, you know, the 80s and the war on mm-hmm. drugs and everybody going to jail and all that stuff. It's just they found a new way to do it. Mm. They keep finding new ways. Yeah. It's, it's like it's prison. It's drugs. It's poverty. It's all these different ways, things that they crack down on and stuff like that to, to keep holding people down and then everyone says it's not racism because for some reason everyone wants to associate racism only with uh, blatant like harm to people like oh I called you the n-word or I tried to hang you by a noose or something like that Yeah, that's only racism well I can say growing up you know white in a predominantly white area that's how racism is taught in school it's taught in those periods of slavery and and Jim Crow and you know civil rights you know leading up to the civil rights era they literally call it the civil rights era as if like now there's no need for civil rights anymore like it was a hot second yeah like oh the civil rights were all in the 60s i even think that way in my mind about it now yeah you know, and you then gotta i have to careful. retrain myself what did you say i said you got to be careful with that it's not like that it's only like a paragraph. So you know what you know it wasn't a paragraph long. They talk about like wars that happened in Europe like on one page. 
And you know that shit was like some of them wars lasted decades. Yeah. So it's it's it. You can't believe that. Oh, so Russia got in a war with this one country that one time, and after that they were fine. No, because <laughs> Russia had a prominent role in every world war. <laughs> so yeah. it's like it weren't fine. His shit was still ruined. And go ask about a movie right now if he chill. He ain't chill. He's still mad. <laughs> so it's like who our buddy Vlad? Yeah, buddy Vlad. He's still <laughs> mad. So yeah, like it's not. It's like these things don't just go away. Yeah, that's true. And it's also interesting to the way that, um, well, here let, let let's keep going. They said that it was, well, it was replaced by a new a new problem. What is what what would racism be replaced with? That's a concern for people. Well, I think the new concern is like uh, at that time is kind of like the rebuilding the family structure and stuff like that. It's the you know it's Ronald Reagan coming about. He's Ronald oh. Reagan hasn't happened yet, but he's about to happen. Oh, see, okay. so Ronald Reagan was a solution. It's like basically, it's the same thing with like FDR and all that stuff like that, where you're like, oh, racism is not the problem anymore. The problem is that like the true American family and family, you know, in the home is being is being compromised. But see, it's under attack. It's under attack. But why would it be under attack? Because you gave rights to some people now, and so now white people can't live peacefully. That's what it seems like to happen to me. Mm. Like, yeah, the fucking Becky and Steve. And their little fucking square ass kids, they can't live like in a in a in a world where they don't have to worry about black people anymore because now black people get to go to their schools. Now black mm. people get to work at their jobs. Now black people get to vote. So now you're like, ugh, our perfect world, our utopia is ruined. And then that was a new problem. But it's that's messy. I mean, that's why it's wrong from the beginning, because why was your utopia a white utopia? That's where white supremacy is delusional to begin with, because it's like why is there only one type of person here? That's creepy. That's Hitler shit. Yeah. It may, I don't, I don't always think everyone was so malicious. I think that's just, those are the people that were in charge. So you're going to want to help out your friends and your family. Yeah. I can see it from like, an, it yeah, from that, that standpoint. Way. Yeah. Well, and also I was thinking about what you just said about the history books or, or like, you got to be careful how you write it. It's like, it's kind of hard to write something where you're like, oh, and this is still going on today. And we didn't actually fix this. <laughs> and we're also benefiting from it right now. And also you're benefiting from right now. And there's nothing you can do about it. Winky face. Well, they we're like this with everything. You can even look at the pandemic. What they should actually be writing is like, hey, guys, just checking in. It's January, almost February. Just want to let you know that. Nothing's really changed since March of last year. Actually, things are kind of worse. Yeah. Um, but we gave you, you know, what is it, like $2,400 total for the whole year and a half, maybe two years, and hope that worked out. Most of the <laughs> companies and businesses are still closed, but you guys can have outdoor dining again. Um, there's no hospitals, so just don't <laughs> catch it because you will die. <laughs> That's basically what it's like. Nothing yeah. got better, but no one's going to write that. Yeah. So instead they just say like, everything's great. We're going to, it has to be palatable. It's like, you have to be able to like stomach it. Cause I think people that like, might even hear this conversation be like, Ooh, this was really like depressing and scary and I can't deal with that. So I'm going to go back to real housewives or whatever. Yeah. You know, but real housewives shit, that shit is racist too. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, so go ahead. No, no, no. Tell me more. Um, well, we let's fast forward to uh, Barack Obama because so we know the seventies. That's when they was already getting crazy. Like 
it's basically like JFK happening. Like, oh my God, Lyndon B. Johnson like saved black people now. So you're yeah, done. Yeah, that, that, that Southern guy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that Southern Democrat, I doubt uh, it. Yeah, so that was the first time. And okay. then the second time was Barack Obama. So, you know, the minute he got elected, they were like, basically, black people, you have nothing to be mad about now. Yeah. Because we elected a black guy, even though we keep saying that he's not an actual citizen. <laughs> And we get mad if he holds a Starbucks cup. Who was it that was saying that? Oh, Donald Trump was saying that. There was oh. a whole party that started. They had a whole Tea Party. They formed a whole... I Remember when Tea Party was about, like, like you know, less government control, and then Donald Trump took over, and it was like, oh, it was just about racism. Yeah, I don't think the Tea Party, like, doesn't exist anymore. What happened to them? Uh, it was full of shit. Yeah, Somebody was, dumped it in the harbor. It was It was just, they, we hate black people, that's all. Yeah. Stop trying to create new things that just you masking that you're a white supremacy group. Yeah. Um, so after Barack Obama won, this is something that really fucks me up. Because, like, Lou Dobbs, like, he old, I, he really don't get on my nerves that much. What did he do? But this is what he said. This is a quote from him in uh, November 2009. So it's already been like a year of Obama. He says, we are now in the 21st century post-partisan, post-racial society. Um, and then he's two months later, like, so already making that, that statement, wow. that's, that's on the news. Just in November. Yeah. Are we? Like, bitch, what does that even mean? Well, okay. I will say, like, I watched a little bit of cable news when, like, uh, the election was happening and everything. Those guys just wax poetic, like, saying, like, this is the dawn of a new era and, like, all this stuff. Like, they're just filling the airtime. Like, that's why it's like you shouldn't have a show where you have to talk for 24 hours. I feel like that's a bad idea. Yeah. Because you're just going to say some dumb shit. It should shit. be short. News should be succinct. Yeah. Like, a couple of sentences and you're done. Yeah. But uh, then Chris Matthews, and this is MSNBC. This is why I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Like, I hate that there's these groups out there that like certain news channels, CNN and stuff like that, or even people that say like, oh, we're the liberal ones. We're the good guys mm. and stuff like that. And they want to make themselves look better. Mm. Like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and shit want to make themselves look so much better than Mitch McConnell. But I'm like, but you've been breaking bread with this nigga for years. So you're not that great. Um, but mm-hmm. it, and so MSNBC, you're just as bad as Fox News as anybody else, because Chris Matthews said of, of a president, President Obama, he is post racial by all appearances. You know, I forgot uh, he was black tonight for an hour. <sighs> bullshit. That's, Nobody has ever. I call so much bullshit on that. Nobody has ever <laughs> forgotten Obama was black a day in his life. I didn't even know that's what post-racial society meant. That like it was. It's, that, it's the I don't see color bullshit. We moved so fast and and so forward that now you're like I didn't even know he was a nigga. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a lie. That yeah no, that that's that yeah that is someone just trying to be like oh my god I didn't even realize he was black. And that's so stupid. I'm sorry. And, that's ter- I mean, I feel like in high school, that happened to me a lot. Yeah, I bet where, you a lot of people would say that. I think, in fact, there was probably times that I in high school said that. But guess what? I was in high school. I was not a 40-year-old man who's getting paid on national television. You probably said it to me while we lived together. I was playing. No, you did uh, Mike, I forgot you were black. No, you have never forgot because I remind your ass every day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's crazy. It's just like statements like that is basically why I think this is such a uh, important discussion for us to have right now, because I know there's a lot of people out there. Not, I know there's a lot of militant ass Gen Z 
fucking millennials that are like, I, uh, uh-uh, we're gonna hold a fire to you know Joe Biden's ass and we gotta get shit done. I, I know they exist. I'm yeah. not, not, I'm not knocking y'all. Don't get, don't get worried and scared. You guys get your fucking matcha lattes and your fucking picket signs. I understand you're still out there, but <laughs> I don't even think Gen Z kids drink matcha lattes. I bet they're like, I don't know what they do. They just. <laughs> They, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to paint with a broad brush. Don't start that with them. Don't get us fucking ate up and canceled. Uh, I just, I yeah, I just have images of them just in a bunker all by themselves, like huffing paint or something. But that's oh, offensive. See? Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't think that's they what they're fuck actually you doing. Up. They're all on TikTok. Yeah, they're on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm on TikTok. They, so am I. The right now, the there's a lot of people that. I know probably see that like, oh, Democrats have won again. Democrats kind of have like a, a more majority control in Senate and then um, also the House. So we're, we're in a post, like it's not a post-racial society, but we're in a very progressive society. We're in a post-Republican society, at least for the moment. Mm-hmm. They still there though. No, I'm just kidding. We're in a post-Republican government, but that is going to last Are all of two seconds. No, we're not. Because this shit was crazy when Obama was there. We're not in a post-Republican environment at all. In fact, the margins are very slim that actually Republicans or or moderate Democrats have the most power right now. Moderate Democrats. Yeah, moderate Democrats. Moderate Democrat is literally, I'm sorry, at the end of the day, a fucking moderate Democrat is just another name for the like racist white guy that was like, uh, I saw the KKK walking down the street on their way to the black neighborhood, and I'm just going to stay out of this. I'm just mm. not going to be a part of this. So they put their blinds down, and they just, like, say, kids, don't don't look out there. They, you know, like, in, in, in about an hour or so, those, those KKK guys will arrive to the black neighborhood unannounced and murder them, but I don't want to be part of this. And I'm like, but you could have prevented it. You could have either went outside and told the white dudes to go back home, or you could have went and uh, alerted the black people so that they're ready for it. Yeah. But you chose neither one. You pulled your blinds down and you said, I don't want to be part of it. I feel like a lot of white people fall into that category because they don't know any black people. But you, but don't you know white people? Apparently all they know. Yeah. That's all. all you need to know. You don't need to know black people to be anti-racist. No, I know, but I feel like certain a certain type of white person might think, well, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to not be what I think is racist, and then I'm fine. It's not that easy. I know it's not that easy, but I'm telling you, I think that's what people <laughs> think it is. <laughs> that's what people, that's what people want it to be that easy, because they're like, well, what do I have to do? I have to go out and meet people that are different from me, and I have to, like actually actively make being anti-racist part of my life why why is it such a why is it when it's we have this topic it's so hard to fathom but it's like with science and other things like that for the people who actually care about science think science is real yeah like you don't have to like physically see like oh i can't understand meiosis and mitosis until i physically see it happen and occur like I need, I don't know any cells, so like I don't understand it because I don't know any of cells personally like that. Yeah. I oh I can't learn about different animals because I I've never personally met a polar bear, so I don't really <laughs> understand. I can't save the endangered polar bears because like I've never actually petted one before and talked to one. What bitch? Are you crazy? 
Like, you don't need... There are people telling you what you can do to help the polar bears. The yes. polar bears can't speak for themselves, but unlike polar bears, BIPOCs can speak for themselves and tell you what they need. <laughs> exactly. For, like, marginalized communities can tell you what they need for you to do. Like, or, you don't have to know. You just have to listen. And, and but I'm saying, because I think, I think there are people that's like, they don't even have a way to even, like, how to, like, how do I listen, do anything? It's like, you can literally work within your own little group. There are systems... Breaking down the system is the is the system. It has it has very little to do with black people. It just affects black people the hardest. Like I don't. What I don't, do you mean by what do you mean by? That? I mean I know what you mean by affects them the hardest. But what systems are you talking about? You're talking about just all systemic like, racism. I'm talking yeah. about like rate like just the, the the racist system is built and designed to benefit a certain particular person. It, I don't think, I mean, you know, there's people that are probably going to challenge me on this and I don't give a damn fucking challenge, but I'm not a fucking historian. I'm not a sociologist. I don't give email a us. Yeah, email me, tweet me or something. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but I, the system is built to, to benefit certain types of people and to benefit our country and to make America better. It wasn't, I don't think anyone came out the gate and said, okay, I'm going to create this system and the system is only designed to fuck over one group of our population. No. You can make an argument that the founding fathers did that. I don't think, no, they didn't care. You don't, you're not, you don't think about, you only think about how to win. When, when you're in a business meeting or something like that and you're Apple or you're Amazon or something, you're not like, all right, so we need to, we need to think about only ways to fuck over people who like the very the, the companies. No, you're right. You're looking to increase your own benefit. Your own your own benefit and wealth. Yeah. You don't. Why would you need to to fuck over people who are not even your competitor? Yeah. We're not we're not competition like a slave. But that's what I'm saying is like I I I personally believe that at some level the people that created this country and run this country know that in order to keep everyone from turning on them the rich and powerful elites. They have to separate us by these things like racism and sexism and all this stuff. Like some of it is ingrained and 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 like just has happened naturally. And some of it, I think, is str- strategically employed. It has to be. But what? Because I I don't I'm telling you I don't think it I it it is now yes. But initially it was very point blank. It was like there's slaves and there's not slaves. That's it. These black people are uneducated. They're less than you. They, there wasn't there wasn't anything else they needed to do. They literally said they're not a human being. You're not a person. That's that covers everything. And fuck fuck if you can vote. Fuck gerrymandering. Fuck uh, if women if black women can vote. Fuck all that. They just said your whole group sucks. So that that was very clear. There wasn't it wasn't. But that's what I'm ta- that's what I'm talking about. Is like they didn't even they wouldn't even accept that like them as people at that time. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but what I'm saying is that 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 was it, and as they left it at at that, the rest of the focus was uh, let's benefit, let's make sure our laws are better than uh, laws of other countries. Let's make sure our government, how we operate, is better than other countries. Let's make sure how we our businesses are ran. Like they were doing things to make, benefit themselves. Yes. It's just that they only they're benefiting the people that look like them. So they're not even thinking about the people that are not hu- that they think are not humans, which yeah, are black I, people. They're I not agree even thinking that. about them. I agree with that. Until uh, then, then you get these rights and you and these these rights conversations and civil rights and abolishing slavery and emancipation proclamations and those kinds of things start to come up. Now they have to talk about it. They're like, "What? Fuck! I thought we dealt with this already. They're not human beings. They're three fifths of a fucking person. I don't know. I don't like. They're like, why are we bringing this up right now? So now they have to talk about it. Now they have to address it. But hundreds of years went by and they, of this system that they didn't even think about these people in in that way. 
So now it's too far gone to even fix. Mm. Without so, without having to give up some of your bag. Or start all the way over. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants that's what that's what's this to me, I seems like it's a big fear of if we want to fully address and abolish uh racism and get rid of it completely, a systemic racist system, a systemic uh misogynistic sexist system, you have to start all the way over. You can't at this like the shit's so fucked up, you can't just, you know, modify it a little bit and fix it. No, the whole thing, the Bill of Rights, the the Constitution, everything was written and to only benefit one person. The other people weren't even considered. It's not, it's mm. not like what I'm, what I'm yeah. trying to get at is yeah, that yeah, in yeah. the Constitution, it doesn't say we want to make sure no matter what that anyone that is not a white man cannot get these rights. It doesn't say that. It just like, it's just like that was like a given to them. Like we're doing this shit for us, for, right. for, for John, Tom, George, and you know, all these old white dudes. Yeah. They, no, yeah, you're 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 right about that, so I, and I, I think and I think that's what I was trying to get at. At some point, <laughs> I don't know when, with 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 the way that white people operate is like, I don't think they see it as racism when it's not when they're not like actively being racist, but it's still racist. Like what they did was still racist because it excluded all those people, which I know you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm it, just kinda... it, that still equals racism. Yeah, but it started off. What, what I'm basically getting at is that. If you are a, a person now who is like, I'm not even thinking about being racist. What I'm trying to say is that I'm comparing you to the forefathers who had slaves where they're like, they didn't like, I'm not even, they weren't thinking about them either. That's yeah. still, that's, that's one, that's a deep root of racism. Like that's why we're not in a post-racial society because if you completely ignore it and be like, it's not a problem. It's not an issue. I didn't even write them into the bill of rights. What are you talking about? Like my family's mantra, my family's creed, we don't we don't wake up every morning and go, hi, white family, let's make sure today we fuck over some black people. We've never done that. Yeah. So George Washington didn't do that shit either. Yeah, that <laughs> that's true. So so like, but but you see what happened. Yeah. So like also Thomas Jefferson didn't do that either. I don't think they I don't think they woke up and said, let today we're going to make sure we make black people's lives the worst it's ever been. No one's doing that. But when you have a system that's not even acknowledging people at all as human beings, completely disregarding them, that's even worse. Yeah. Because they get nothing. They're like it's so so now but now we're now we're back now we're to where we are 2021 and black people are like we got some shit and we're part of the conversation and we can talk a lot more and argue a lot more because now we have education and things like that where before you know you wouldn't let us read or write so it was hard for us to fight back we couldn't even speak the fucking language right. but now we can so now you have black people wanting to talk and and argue and everything and now it's hard because you're just like but I like there's a group of people that are like but I was never I was never trying to be racist. So why are you getting so mad at me? And it's like, it's not because you're trying to be racist. It's because you're, you're not trying to not be racist to me. If that makes sense. <laughs> well, I think like anti-racism is something that to people outside of social justice communities, like that's a new concept. Like they thought it was just racism and not being racist, but there's a third thing, which is anti-racism. Yes. You, you have to, there's a little bit more than just not being an asshole. Yeah. You got to be a, also just be a good person. Like it's, there's, a, there's yeah. an extra step. That's a good, yeah. If the spectrum is like, you know, asshole, not asshole, there's a third thing that's called being a good person. Yes. And so the not asshole is a good step, but that's also like the middle. 
Like, you have to go a whole other way to being a good person. That's literally, like, the equivalent of saying, like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not lazy. I wake up every day. It's like, that, okay, and then what? Like, I wake up. I'm not lazy. It's like, but do you do anything with your day? No. <laughs> but I don't sleep all day. It's like, but bitch, there's, well, some good. Other, there's some other shit you got to do. You might as well sleep because you ain't doing shit. Yeah. Put some activities in there. So it's like, <laughs> I know you didn't hang a black person today. I know you didn't sh- uh, shoot an unarmed black person today. Cool. You want a fucking cookie? I didn't do that either. But there's some other things I need you to also focus on right now that you might be uh, a manager at a company and in that you had a hundred applications and y'all threw out all the ones that had Jamika, Jamela and, and Malik in there because you're like, Oh, they don't sound right. Now that you need to go back and revisit that and be like, Oh, why did I do that? Is it right. because I thought their names didn't sound, they sounded too weird or we don't normally hire people like that. Or is there some weird issue that I have? Like, Revisit mm, that, yeah, and and go the opposite direction and be like, okay, well, I noticed this. I noticed my technically might not be legal, but I need to make sure <laughs> that some Jamaicas and Jamilas and and Jamels and stuff are in that pile. I yeah. know because like people can argue, oh, that's not fair. That's like affirmative action and stuff like that. And it's like it would only be affirmative action if you said, like, I'm going to give them the job no matter what. No one's saying that, but it's saying don't take their names out of the picture because. Of, of your preconceived notions. But as we argument. know, like through like stories you've shared, like there is more to it than just the name factor. You also have to like genuinely, that was just one example. I know, but like, well, let's, let's, let's go a little bit further. Like you have to genuinely look at the person's qualifications and not write them off. Like, like don't write off like the actual like qualifications of someone. Yeah. Regard like just because of some preconceived notion that you have, which I think people have done a lot to you. If I, I'm just going to speak for you. Yeah. But see, there's an argument that could be said. It's like, what do you do, though? Because there are some people, if you have Becky and she has this resume, because, you know, say if you just go off people's resumes and not at the, not the name, then that's how if we live in a society like that, that can also still be and that's still a racist society or a society based off her privilege, because yeah, Becky might have too. a lot more shit on her resume than Jamaica because Jamaica came from a different system. And so is 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 Becky a better person and a, could be a better employee than than Jamaica? Maybe, but not not completely just because she has a lot of things. Now, I, I as a person that's, who's done hiring true, and yeah. stuff like that, I'm sorry. I go off the resumes and I go off the of qualifications and stuff like that. But that's that's how they get into the room for the interview. Mm-hmm. Now I want to meet them. Yeah. So and talk to them and put two and two together. And that's what I think that's what's wrong with our society is we keep thinking you have to do one or the other. It's like either we hire everyone based off of just resumes or either we hire everyone based off of just interviews. And I'm like, how about both? How about you be like, he's a white guy. Okay, so that means he comes with a lot of things. He comes with a lot of a lot of baggage and complications and, and problems and racism and privilege and all that stuff like that. But that's just on paper. Now let me meet him and talk to him. And you're right. like, oh, that's just because of the circumstances and where he grew up and, and, the, and the things that he's part of. He's not like that when I put two and two together. Match the interview with the resumes of people. And then would you say, like, if we're adding systemic like racism to this equation, that basically the, the, the problem, like the system part of it is that all of the people doing the hiring, or let's say like ten, or nine out of the ten people are doing the hiring, all look like me and only one of them looks like you. That's the systemic part of it. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's the problem. Is that's why you got to think outside the box. Because if you're only hiring people based off of what you know, 
you're going like you have a very limited knowledge. Yeah, I mean that's why if if Tom, like Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and you know George Washington, all these guys, if they kept picking people that they knew and they kept keeping people that they that were in their group, and so we had hundreds of years of presidents that all looked exactly the same. And yeah, all you wanted to consolidate dude. power and keep control with just you and your homies. Yes, but I see that's that makes it sound so intelligent and diabolical. I, I'm sorry to see when the moose stormed the Capitol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not all it's not all that in, like you told me this. Not every there's there's not there's that much intelligence and diabolical. Uh, there's no grand conspiracy that is like running the world. There's no leftist cabal of like evil techno billionaires that are running the world. Technically. Yes, those people do have the most money and power, but they're not all coordinating in order to screw you, random person on the internet, yeah, over. Because- what it is, is most of the time, people are stupid, they mess up, and then they try to cover it up. And that's where they get diabolical and, and shady. Um, but I think really the problem is that there's people who care about other people, and then there's people who don't care about other people, and the people who don't care about other people are the problem. Who they're are the, they? They're the, they're the ones that are in control. But... What, but they care about people. They just only care about the people that are like them. Yeah, they... I don't know. It sounded better in my head. <laughs> basically, yeah. basically, I just think, like, like you, if, some, if you're in power and someone tells you, hey, this policy or this, this factor is hurting me or hurting this group of people, and you say to yourself, meh, I don't care. I have a bigger priorities. Someone's paying my bills. Someone's paying my election campaign. I got to focus on what they're doing. Sorry, we can't do anything. The Republicans, you know, our hands are tied. We, you know, or the Democrats, eh, they want all this crazy stuff. We can't, we can't agree with them because they want it. Now, all of a sudden you're, you're turning a blind eye to things. You're being that guy in the window who, you know, shuts the blinds and, and looks away when the KKK is storming down the building. Yeah. But that, but that, all of that is bad. Like all the, Basically, what I'm getting at is that the post-racist society, Democrats, are you are the ones that I'm focusing on. I've been focusing on y'all since the very beginning of this whole <laughs> thing. I have not even I I barely even looked over there at the Trump supporters and Donald Trump. I was like, that shit. I ain't nobody surprised by that. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> like we, there's history books. I read a history book. I already know how y'all get down. Whether you want to talk about the flip switch or whatever, I don't care. Before uh, Republicans and Democrats switched, guess what? They were racist. <laughs> and when they switched, they were racist. Like, and th- both of them. Both of them had slaves. They just had different types of slaves. So uh, I wasn't even focused on that. But what I was focused on is this group that was like, we're for gay rights. We're for black people. We're for women. We're for uh, choice uh, and all these different things that were, they were said they were so progressive. I was like, okay. So they basically were the guy saying, oh, when the KKK comes to storm down the street, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to tell them to turn around and you better not be racist or I'll get real mad. And I was like, all right, Steve. <laughs> You and you and Karen, y'all, y'all said y'all gonna come and get these motherfuckers when they come down the street. And then what happened is those people stormed down the street and they killed Ahmaud Arbery, they killed Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor, mm-hmm. they killed Tamir Rice, and the hundreds of other black men and black children, black girls. They've killed white people. They've killed black uh, brown people. Everybody. 
Whether we could put, you could point to any system. You can point to a militia. You can point to a police. You can point to just domestic violence. You can point to crazy kids that are not getting hugged by mommy and daddy and shooting up schools. And all these situations came and happened, which is which goes back to my analogy in comparison of the the guys marching on the street. And you did not come outside and stop them. I don't care if you're a moderate Democrat or a progressive Democrat. Both of y'all did not stop them. That shit happened. This is these are things we're talking about that happened in the past. So it's like, cool, Joe Biden. I, I mean, I'm glad you're here. And I'm not I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, you're you know, I'm, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad. I'm just like, let's get to work. You said that you were going to want to run out there and stop them before they get to the na- black neighborhood and burn it down. I, that shit better happen this time because we have there's nothing left to burn. The shit is the shit is crumbled. We ain't got we ain't got nothing left. Like you can't, we can't keep relying on uh, Stacey Abrams and all, all these black people <laughs> to to save everybody. So yeah, I mean, like I I made this analogy, but we literally saw that those people that I'm that are in this fake analogy made their way all the way to the fucking Capitol through the fucking windows and was still in podiums and shit, and yeah. nobody stopped them. Yeah, the progressive Democrats or the or the or the moderate Democrats, and they were coming for them. They were coming for them. That's that's what I said. It's it gotten so bad now that 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 this this proverbial Steve and Becky in their house, the KKK, then came and said, "We gonna burn down your house," and you still didn't stop them, and they came and fucked your shit up. You hiding in the bedroom. That's pretty wild. I don't know. So post racial society. <laughs> well, I mean. What do you think is the hardest part about calling out Democrats? Like, what do you think is the hardest part about a post-Trump presidency? Because I think a lot of people, I'll speak for the the white moderate majority, I think a lot of people will want to go back to not, like, they want, they want to solve these things, whether they want to do the work or not. They want them to be fixed so that they can go back to whatever the fuck they're doing, drinking Starbucks, you know? Yeah. I think the hardest part, I think we got to talk solutions. And I think it's it's a lot of fun to like sit here and be like, let me rehash all the people that were killed. Let me rehash how, how bad slavery was. Let me rehash how Wait, bad. I'm sorry, that's fun? Oh, I, I, no. But you know, like, people, <laughs> sorry, people, I had there to. are people out there that think that like that victims or, or people that are part of the oppressed groups just love dwelling on that. Mm-hmm. And so, but so. To, to appease them and also to to move the situation forward because that's the whole idea of being progressive mm-hmm. is moving forward. Yeah, progress. Is that we don't even need to have that conversation anymore. Y'all know that shit already. And if you don't know it, go fucking read a history book, get in Carta, get a Britannica encyclopedia. I don't know, bitch. I ain't got time. We ain't talking about no, we ain't talking about that shit no more. We talking about today. We talking about 2021. I don't, if we still got to talk about slavery, you're already, you're already a lost cause. I'm sorry. If yeah. I, if I got to sit down and be like, hello, white person. Well, and, uh, let me tell you how black people had it bad. And they're like, how? And I'm like, well, there was slavery. And they go, oh, I'm like, okay, well, no, this ain't me. You got to talk to to your second grade teacher. I ain't got, <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. Yeah. Like, Bring might, this up with Mrs. Henderson. Yeah, yeah Mrs. Henderson, somebody. Ain't, it ain't me. So like, I know there's going to be people out there like, no, but you have to be open. No, I don't. Not, not me. Not Mike Thompson. We're not. This is episode 31. I am not talking to you about slavery. Yeah, go back to episode <laughs> we, one. <laughs> we, we're going, we go, we passed that. Yeah. So that's where I think the, the difficult part is that, People who are part of sub subordinated identities and the people who are in the positions of power and the people who 
can benefit from from the power, but don't actually don't benefit from it. Like you know, some average white people. Mm. We all need to just start talking solutions and like how we can move things forward. And we can't. We have to not dwell. Like we have to not go back and be like, oh, Kamala and Joe Biden had the crime bill and this, this, and this, and then and they put people in jail. We can't. Uh, we can't be focusing on the past of all these all these people yeah, and how like they're we, not qualified and all this stuff. They did this stuff, which means they're they're probably the best to understand how much of a problem it is. Mm. Like that's already a step. If they say I made a mistake or or things were not okay, I need to sign these executive orders and fix some things. That's all. That's great because you mm. got some people that are saying that the election is fake still. Mm. That's so you know if if that's the opposite. Like I'm like I have a person who says, "Oops, I'm sorry, I made a boo boo," and then the other person is like, "I did nothing wrong." I'm perfect. You guys are all crazy. The earth is flat. I'm going to just take the guy that said, oops, I made a boo-boo. So like, which is <laughs> right now <laughs> is the Democrats. It's just like, how Fair. are you going to fix it? Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the alternative to like trying to be a post-racial, you know, thinker for Democrats, let's say, or for people who acknowledge there's a problem and want to, and want to move forward and not get caught up in this post-racism mythology that people want to believe. I, I want, I so badly want there to be this answer that's like, oh, there's like this, there's a special method that like feels good. Tell us, Mike, tell us the secret. And like, and it's not even going to, it's like, you're not going to cry. You're not going to be, you're not going to feel bad. You're not going to feel ashamed or guilty. I wish. I so badly want that for y'all. I so badly want that for white people that there's, there is something in the world that where you can, you can solve the problems that your ancestors caused without feeling any guilt, pain, sorrow, shame. I want that for y'all. But guess what? It doesn't fucking exist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're going to have to go through some shit. Like, it's going to be tough. Now, I think think it's very important that at this point, what the most ideal alternative is uh, to that is, is find the people that are qualified and capable of handling... The, the different measurements of pain, guilt, shame. Like, everybody not going to be good at that. Find out what you can do, and you do that. Like, if there's some people that are psychiatrists and sociologists and therapists and, and scientists and professors, let them take on the real heavy shit, the real hard conversations that, that takes data and that takes knowledge, and there's going to be, you know, some arguments and debates. Let them handle that. You and your little fucking suburban house, I'm not asking you to do all that because you probably ain't going to say the wrong shit. <laughs> so you, you need to do something else. Everybody has a job. But your thing, like I said, could be uh, being mindful of how your, your business operates, whether, it's a, whether you're managing a McDonald's or you're managing a hedge fund, whether you're uh, a school teacher or a bus driver or you're a crosswalk fucking guard and you're like, damn, let me let me see who's at this school and let me, I noticed that all the kids that, are, that, I, that come around this crosswalk, they're all white. That's crazy. Why are there only white kids that go to our school? Like, I don't mm, know. So, like, yeah. look into that. I don't know. So, I'm saying there's, there's little jobs for everybody to, to, to figure out what's going on and how systems work and operate in your own little bubble, in your own little world. I'm not asking everyone to go out there and become a freedom fighter because y'all going to fuck some shit up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's, this, uh, there's this Instagram of a tweet, of course, my, my favorite, Let's from see. Alana Nicole. 
And she said, 2021 is some pressure. You're expected to be a TikTok star, a clubhouse influencer, an Instagram content creator, full-time entrepreneur, trade stocks, start a second business with a $600 stimmy, date the right person, be couple goals, be a civil rights activist, and collect art. Oh, my God. I do all of that, though. Hey. Whoa. Um, no, nah, I don't got a relationship. You. I ain't got a fucking relationship. I don't we'll see. That. You know, it's not all attainable. No. I, I could start a fucking business before I can get a relationship. Um, but I feel like everyone, you know, on Instagram either thinks, oh, I hate Instagram. There's too much social activism. Or they're like, oh, my God, I have to be a social activist every day. I hate it. I don't like that. <laughs> like, black people don't want to talk about this shit. I can't speak for other identities because I don't have those. Well, all of them, but I have some. But uh, I don't have, you know, disabilities and all that stuff like that. So, I, but I'm speaking for black people, like, we don't want to, like, our Instagram to be just filled with just, like, we're talking about racism again today. And then, like, that, I don't want it to be that way. But it shouldn't be. When shit comes, when shit comes our way negatively, we do want, we do want to be able to put our foot down yeah. and, and, sh- and have some boundaries. And we hope that you will do the same, even if it doesn't completely affect you. Cause it's just like it's just just being supportive. Yeah, like, it's it's the it's the difference between not being an asshole and being a good person. Yeah, which is so I don't understand why the concept's so hard to think about. Like, I, I we we talked about it in episode four. If you know you've you've missed it or you want to go back, go back and look at roles and the the chaotic good and you know the lawful neutral and and evil. Yeah, there's, there's, everybody has different roles. Everyone falls into some other ca- some categories. Some you don't want to be in, but we some people are in there. Like the guy we talked about at the top of this episode, he's that's chaotic bad, and he need to, he needs to figure out. He's got a lot of fucking squares to hop through before he can get back to neutral or good. And yeah. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. But yeah. uh, there's roles that everybody can play, and I'm not. It's like. I, if you had a friend, it's five five friends. They go out to the fucking, you know, they go camping or something, and they 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 playing on the dock. They they all, you know, and one of the friends doesn't really know how to swim because where he grew up, he didn't have a swimming pool and all that shit. All the other people had swimming pools and stuff, but he didn't really say anything, and people didn't want to assume just because the way he looks. They're like, I didn't want to assume that he don't know how to swim and stuff like that. So his dumb ass, he jumps in the pool with all these people because he's like, well, I'm 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 with them and like I just want to be like them. So he jumps in the fuck or he jumps in the pond with them, and then this nigga starts drowning. Now, if your friend starts drowning, would you be like? Well, I'm not drowning, so like, I don't want to save him. And then someone's like, well, I know how to swim. So, like, he doesn't know how to swim. He should have learned how to swim. And another person's mm. like, well, what if I just tell him, like, just paddle your arms. It's easy. Like, I know how to do it. And then another friend's like, oh, my gosh, you guys, someone should do something. Guess what? The friend <laughs> drowns. He's going to die. <laughs> Nobody, yeah. y'all, get, y'all, hop in the goddamn water and save this motherfucker. Don't don't we don't need you to explain why he jumped in even though he knew he didn't know how to swim. We don't need to get into the rooted in the tutor of, of why he doesn't know how. Save the nigga. He drowning. So at this point in this analogy, black people and people that are oppressed with hundreds of years of shit going behind us, a lot of people are drowning. So get in the fucking water and save their ass. We can teach them how to swim and all that. That's going that's a long process. It's gonna take some time. We can get back in the water after we do all of that. But right now, Get those people out. There's a lot of people that are sick and dying from COVID. There's a lot of people that are poor as fuck and lost their jobs and all shit. They're drowning. 
This is they're not we we don't have time to to to, to bitch and complain why why we got there. Just help this time. We're at the point where we need to help people. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that analogy works. Oh, it's, but, it perfectly works. So that's uh, that's what I'm basically that's where I'm at. So is that anti-racism then jumping in the pool? Is anti-racism jumping in the pool? Yes. Got it. Yes. You have to get wet. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. You cannot save the people from the dock. That's not going to happen. If motherfuckers going to drown, they're going to be dead. Now, now, there, now, if you had some tools and you were prepared, you're like, oh, I had a life jacket. I threw the life jacket out to them. Oh, I got a rope. Oh, I could. Yeah, if you have some tools and stuff that can save them, by all means, use those. And if you had them from the jump street, why didn't you give that nigga the life jacket before he jumped in? That's <laughs> on you. But Fair. use those tools. But I, what I'm saying is you're going to have to do something besides just stand there and look like a fool. You have you have to do something now. There's no more uh, closing the blinds. There is no more standing on the dock and watching your friend uh, well for their life. You have you got it. You got to get wet. That even goes for me because I in this analogy, I would be that person who knows how to swim, looks like a person who doesn't know how to swim. And because of that, I'm like, well, this is not my problem because like I did what I needed to do to figure out how to swim. So like that's on him. I'm I'm that, that I would be that person in this in the analogy. So I gotta be like, no, I sh- I know better than that. I still gotta handle this and fix this because I, I should have done something earlier. I should have spoke up or said something earlier. Mm. I feel so. like a lot of people have that with all this stuff where it's like, damn, you know like a lot of people go back to their life and, and say, oh, I saw this happen and this was shady or, you know, maybe I didn't do something at that time. and Maybe I should have. I think a lot of people, you know. Yeah. They, they've they've they got to re- deal with that and make the next right decision, I think. So I have a question I pose upon you. Hit me. Pose, um, so what now to keep it with this analogy, what about the kid about the what if he was pushed? Ooh. What if what if he he didn't know how to swim or do any of that stuff like that and he but he really didn't speak up and all that stuff he was timid and somebody pushed him. This is a mean ass kid who didn't like the way this kid looked and didn't like the where this kid came from. And it was like, well, he shouldn't even be at this camping trip with us because he doesn't deserve to be here like the rest of us. We we paid all for this trip. He got here for free. I'm guessing this is the this is the right. This is the right. And <laughs> okay. this is the Republican. And he pushed okay. the kid in the pool or in the pond, and now the kid is drowning. Now, what about that person? Can they ever be anti-racist? Can the right ever be anti-racist? Okay, the thing is, I don't think so. But I think that there's not not when you stand by what they've been doing the past, you know, let's say 25, 30 years since Reagan. I think that there is a way and that's through looking to the <laughs> socialist leader, Jesus Christ, oh my and, gosh. and and looking at like your church and, and what the Bible teaches you if you're a religious person on the right. I think that that is like the answer to how they can, you know, circumvent all of the the weird juggling act that you have to do in order to like be Christian and also Republican in America. It's it's been it's boggled my mind the more that I've learned about Christianity how those two things came to come together. Um, and I think that if you separate them and you look at them, there's two very different things going on, and they're conflicting. And I yeah. think that there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that happens to people. Oh, there's there's so much conflict and, and dissonance. I but I see the thing. That's is, why all these weird excuses pop up. That's why that kid had to make ten excuses why he had to push the kid in the pool to keep with the analogy. But see, this is the thing though. 
When he, he knows, the little Billy knows, Jesus would not have wanted to push that kid in that pool. But see, he had, I know he, but the thing is, look, but where, where, to keep with the analogy is I have to disagree. Okay. Is just because he pushed him in the pool and said all those bad things and justifications why he pushed him in the pool, yes, he is still capable of saving him. He can pull him out too. Yeah. He knows how to swim. But that requires him but, and, and, knowing that pushing him in was wrong. No, no, no. He can do that after the fact. The first thing you need to do is save him because he's going to die. Yeah. We can, we can, we can come, we can figure out why you did it after the fact. We don't got time to do all of that. Imagine if he had to sit there and go, well, everybody, before we save the drowning guy and save our drowning friend, let's talk to the guy who pushed him and let's figure out why you did that. Why did you push him in there? That was really mean. I don't think you should have did that. You're not, we're not like you. You're not like us. You're different than us. If we did all of that shit and had that conversation, the motherfucker dead. Yeah. So let, so all you need to do is say, Hey. I don't know why you push him in there. Like, help him get help get him out of there because he's gonna die. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, I fucking I didn't even think about that. Like I was just doing it because I was mad at him and annoyed by him. I didn't think he was gonna die. I don't want him mm. to die." So then he pulls mm. him out. He saves him. And then we go, "Now, nigga, we need to have an intervention." <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what I'm saying to the right and Republicans is yeah, like, what you, uh, "We're not we're not saying you you're a lost cause. You can st- we know you push people in the fucking pond when they didn't know how to swim. We know you did that. You fucked up." There's still time. Just help the people out. And then now we can talk about what you did wrong. That's us. That's the Mitch McConnell's. That's Donald Trump. That's everybody. Like you fucked up. You need, we need, we need to fix this, but we need to fix it first. And then we'll talk about how we got there or you need time to reckon, reconcile and stuff like that. We just can't do that first. Cause that's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. So like it's, and I think that's the best way. So I think, I think yes, the right can be anti-racist. But they can be anti-racist immediately because it's a life or death situation. <laughs> and then it's going to take a long time before they understand the purpose and the necessity of anti-racism. Yeah, I can see that. Well, one of our wokest friends posts something, wokest in air quotes, posted something, um, you know, very like social justice minded that said, bullying someone for not being as woke as you is not social justice. And then the post goes, abusing, harassing, doxing, and dehumanizing someone for not perfectly agreeing with you is not holding them accountable. So what I wonder is like, you know, I feel like it's easy to then just say like, oh, these people are stupid and like, oh, look how racist and horrible they are. Um, And instead of, you know, getting your hands dirty and, and... Fixing the problem and then coming back around and dealing with, you know, why they did it and all that stuff. Yeah, you're not a, you're not a fucking hero if you're the person that's just sitting there pointing fingers at the other person. Because what are you doing to help anyone? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, that kind of that kind of is like us, you know, we put we point a lot of fingers. I'll speak for myself. See, I, I, I point a lot of fingers. Yeah, I, I would say that. But I think I think we have fully our conversations to keep to keep staying with this analogy. What we're basically doing is we have had a conversation and a plan and said, if case someone drowns near us, these are the things we're going to do. We have formulated a full plan. So when we get that, when that situation comes, we're going to know we're going to jump in there and save the ass because yeah. we didn't talk about it enough. So I, I will say maybe we're Baywatch I, over here, baby. Yeah, we Baywatch. We, we racist Baywatch. Now, uh, <laughs> I, Wait, we're anti-racist Baywatch. Anti-racist Baywatch. There you go. Because I'm like, what that? that sounds a little better. It doesn't sound good still. But 
I, cause like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm some crazy militant activist and I'm not going to say that I, I'm out there like being a politician and shit and doing a Stacey Abrams, you know, <laughs> marathon. Yeah. That's, that's a different type of person. Like everybody has their roles. Yeah. But I will say that there are certain things that I have ingrained in my, in my mentality, in the way I operate that are rooted in anti-racism, that are rooted in anti-sexism, anti-homophobia, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I can make sure that, that other people don't have to feel the pain that I have felt or feel some other pain that I'm not aware of that I, that's going to take me a long time to fucking figure out and understand. I don't want you mm-hmm. only nobody needs to feel any of that shit, unnecessary pain. So, or in, in strife and turmoil. So like, I, I, I think it's very important to have these conversations. Don't like, I don't want to, I don't want to ever diminish people who are keyboard warriors, social justice warriors, or people who are just posting stuff. You're, you're doing something. I'm not, I'm not going to knock you. Now I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to, you're not, you're not a fucking hero, but at the same time, I'm not going to say you are completely doing nothing. Because it creates a conversation and it makes like, like if I read something that somebody posted, even if I don't agree with it, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like what, what you said to me a while ago, which was like, yeah, you might not change someone's mind when you bring up a point, but the next time they have that same exact conversation, they still have the last thing you said to them in their head. Yeah. They got some new information. Yeah. It's like... I mean, the video games have taught me this. I, that's where I learned. That's where I learned my life lessons. Like, if you're in a video game, you're like, "Fuck, I I know the answer. I think I know how to figure this out, but I have to make sure the character goes talk to all the right townspeople so that they know the information, so they can know where the treasure is. And then now they know where it is because they talk to a bunch of different people. And now the character is a lot smarter. They level up. Right. So it's like just level. Just everybody got a level of level to fuck up. Now I sound like one of them like TED talks or something, <laughs> like <laughs> like a self help. Like change your life. You got to level up. Yeah. But uh, no, it's true. Like yeah, it's okay. Everybody's gonna start at different points in the game. Some people are gonna be social justice activists. Some people are gonna be completely oblivious to all of this. And some people are gonna be doing the bare minimum and think they're doing enough. But all of them can help this drowning person. So. Yeah. Dope. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.